okay, you can lie down on your back and <clears throat> make yourself comfortable with raising your head. And if you like to have something underneath your knees when laying down, then feel free to arrange that. Take a few moments to notice your contact with the floor as you lie on your back. If there's any part of yourself that stands out in your sensation, whether it's from uh, the contact with the floor, the pressure from the floor, or maybe a sensation that you carried with you into this position. And we'll do something which we've done here before, which is if your eyes aren't closed, then go ahead and close them now, and we'll keep the eyes closed for the remainder of the lesson. So if you have any arranging you need to do, like a water bottle or anything, and get it where you know it is, and then we'll, we'll do the rest with the eyes closed. And as you have your eyes closed, just notice what uh, forms of light you see behind your eyelids. If there's shapes or kind of streams of color or light that you see there and how they shift and form. And does it seem uh, active or somewhat settled? And that's, uh, that'll be easier to tell as we go along with the lesson. We'll check back in, have some comparison points. And just start to roll your head left and right. Notice if that uh, the visual field behind your closed eyes changes from, from the rolling of your head. In the room that we're in now, there's a bank of windows or a sort of glass storefront on one side. It's much more light over there than the other side of the room, so it would be 
expected that more light will wash in when you turn your head in that direction and then a little darker to the other side. Okay, and then bring your head to the middle and rest there. And then bring your hands up so that your right hand covers your right eye and your left hand covers your left eye. And do it in such a way where your your palms kind of make these pockets in front of your eyes and they're not pushing into the eyeball, they're just trying to cover the light as much as possible. And it may be that if you let your fingers cross at the forehead that that's a better fit, but it just has to do with the shape of your face and your hands so you can experiment with how to get a tight seal for the light without having to uh, do a lot of pushing with the arms. And then once the hands are there, again, just notice uh, what ha happens to the visual field. Does it seem darker? Are there still some shapes or tendencies in the field that you can pick out? And as you do that, notice also your inhalation and exhalation. And does the visual field seem uh, related at all to your breathing? Okay, and then keep your eyes closed, but bring your hands down, take a rest, rest your arms. And as the hands come away, just notice the, the return of more external light and check if it seems like the activity of your visual field has changed much. And then look, look in that field and see, can you pick out any spot within it that seems particularly dark? And can you kind of zoom in on that darker spot, like the way you might zoom in on a, a map on a smartphone or something, you kind of hone in on that darker spot and try to let the darker spot fill your visual field a little bit more.
ahead and let go of that project and start to roll your head left and right again and particularly have the feeling that you carry, you're carrying your eyeballs left and right. So they're not doing any work, it's they're just being carried along by the rolling of the head and neck. might still notice the inhalation and exhalation and can notice the visual field without really being active within it. Sometimes it's possible to get a feeling of uh, looking more from the back of the eyes, sort of set back in your own eyes. Which is of course also physiologically true. We maybe think of the eyes being the front that we see, but they actually most of the mass of the eyes set back in the skull. Okay, then bring your head to the middle and pause there. And then start to take your eyes left and right while leaving your head in the middle. So now it's the opposite. Now the, the skull, the head mostly stays still. Not doesn't have to be rigid, but mostly still. And the eyes sweep back and forth. And you're just checking, can you differentiate the movements of the eyeballs from the head? And just do that four or five times and then, and then rest your eyeballs there. Okay, and then when you're ready to resume, before you start moving your eyes, really bring your attention to the upper back of the neck, the occipital area. And when you re-engage the eyes, sweeping left and right, notice if those muscles at the back of the neck feel drawn in to the movement of the eyes as if they really want to help turn the head in the direction that the eyes are looking. And when you've checked that out, then once again, pause with the eyes and take a rest. I'm, I'm curious, I haven't looked into it, whether anyone, any researchers have tried to research the effects of Parkinson's on eye movements, control of the eyes. I mean, it must, the, the eyes are using tiny little muscles to move, so it certainly is related to the nervous system and the circulation of dopamine. But I'm not sure if there's any research that's been done of moving the eyes as its own kind of issue. 
but from the standpoint of somatics, um, the movements of the eyes and vision in general is so completely intertwined with control of bodily movement, orientation, and uh, task performance, stuff like that, that it's basically inseparable. Unless someone is blind, and maybe even unless someone was born blind, it's just extremely likely that the eyes will play a powerful role in control of the musculature of the rest of the body. And that's, that's as it should be, of course. We're very visual creatures, very visual species, but as with any kinds of muscular habits, we can try to learn about them and then intervene and see what's most effective, what's most sustainable. Okay, bring your hands up to your eyes again. Cover the eyes and in that same fashion as you did before and just notice does it seem any darker? Does it seem any quieter, the visual field? And again, see if you can pick out a darker spot, the darkest spot that's there and focus on that spot. See if it gets any larger. Notice if there's any kind of work going on in your arms or shoulders that you could let go of. And then start to roll your head a little left and right using your arms and hands. So same kind of movement as you were doing a few minutes ago, but with the help of the arms and hands now. And, and feel that the eyes are just being carried along as they were before. And now sense the coordination between the back of the neck, that, that occipital junction, and the movement of your shoulders, and particularly the shoulder blades. You can kind of gauge, are the elbows moving, say when you turn to the right, does the left elbow go toward the ceiling a small amount and vice versa? And what does that have to do with the sliding and lifting of the shoulder blades as they help to turn the head? And then next time you're at the center, slowly let your hands off and let your arms rest.
And you can check if anything in your visual field, again, seems different. If it's darker, quieter, even without the hands there. And once you've checked that out, start to sweep your eyes now up and down instead of side to side. And you don't have to push it right away. You can do less than the full amount that seems possible and instead focus on a kind of smooth quality of taking the eyes up and down. And again, just four or five times and then let your eyes rest. We want to be careful not to overdo it, especially with the eyes. Now take your eyebrows way up like you're really surprised by something. See if you can, with the eyes still closed, lift the eyebrows up as high as they'll go and back to neutral. Try that a number of times. And then at the same time as the eyebrows go up, let your jaw fall down like you're really shocked by something. The mouth comes open maybe into an O shape or a big open shape and the eyebrows go up. So it's like your face would be getting longer from top to bottom. and let your mouth and your eyebrows rest and again try sweeping the eyes up and back down just two or three times and then pause the eyes again And now you'll open your mouth uh, in a kind of a different way, a little bit of a different feeling than the way you were just doing. Just open your mouth uh, and stick your tongue out like kind of like if you can imagine the way a snake would do it, like a long tongue coming all the way out. And it may feel like the mouth gets wider rather than open from top to bottom so much. And see if you can almost feel like the base of your tongue gets wider as you stick it out. have that image 
of a snake, the usefulness of that is that detachable lower jaw, that the lower jaw can really open in order to let the tongue out. Okay, nice, and can pause that, and then once again sweep the eyes up and down two or three times, noticing if it seems smoother, clearer, that movement. And then once you've done that, then bring your hands up again over the eyes and check out what's happening in the visual field now. Look for the darkest spot. some part is starting to really look black or Feldenkrais would sometimes say like wet black velvet and then use your hands and just give the smallest amount of indication of nodding the head up and down with the help of the hands and arms the eyes just being carried along Feeling the bones of your face, the ridge of your eyebrows, and the, the cheekbones underneath your eyes. And how the movement of your skull then shows up at the base of the neck, the junction of, or excuse me, not the base of the neck, the junction of the upper neck with the skull at the back. And then this might cause some light to bleed in, and that's okay, but just use your fingers, I guess, especially uh, your four fingers aside from your thumb to kind of pull the skin down on your forehead and then push it up. So it may have a similar effect of moving your whole skull, but you're particularly feeling the quality of the skin there and if it feels like any of the musculature in that area is getting a little massage. And your thumbs might be well placed to give a little rub to your temples as well. And when you've checked that out a little bit, then slowly bring your hands and arms down and take a rest.
as you're resting, sense the, the jaw, maybe with a feeling, a little slight feeling that the jaw is hanging from the rest of the skull. Kind of from right in front of your ears, where the joints are. And then in a way that's the, then the soft quality of the jaw, soft or hanging quality, might invite a feeling of spaciousness around the tongue, the back of the tongue. That wide quality at the base of the tongue that I mentioned a moment ago. And from there, you're very close to the occiput, the junction of the neck and the skull at the back, and really in the middle and at the back. And so you might uh, look for a soft quality there as well. Start to take your eyes a little bit left and right. Seeing where does the movement feel smooth, where does it feel perhaps a little jumpier. Then pause in the middle and then take the eyes up and down. And pause again with the eyes in a neutral place. And whichever, if we've established four points now, sort of four cardinal directions with, you could say, points at the end of each direction. And so go to your favorite point, whatever seems easiest, and then from there move to one of the points next to it in, a, in an arc. So if we imagine those four points as 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and 9 o'clock on a clock, then move from one to the other. And in your own time, just start to experiment with, can you make a half circle? And can you make a half circle in the other direction? And then what's it like eventually to try to make a full circle around the clock. And once you've done it a little bit, you can, you can pause and come back to it if you're still curious. 
um, but once you've checked it out as much as you'd like, then just rest your eyes. And one last time, bring your hands up over your eyes and see how your visual field is now. Looking for the darkness and the quality of some areas may be feeling more settled or more organized in a way, and maybe also still having some different forms or shapes of light pulsing or moving through or bobbing, whatever describes it for you. Okay, and then try to make sure that your hands are sealing the light out pretty well. And then you can open your eyes behind your, your hands there and see what, what light comes in, what you see. And then start to spread your fingers slowly so that some more light will come in, more of the room showing up. And at your own pace, you can spread the fingers more and then start to slide the hands down and take in the visual field with the eyes open. Then just once or twice, sweep the eyes left and right. And then up and down. And then <clears throat> in your own time, Start to come to one side and up to sitting, and then eventually up to standing.
Okay, and once you're up standing, find a stable spot and if there's any if you have any balance issues, maybe hold on to the back of a chair. It could be a little disorienting after all the eye work and and just start to look left and right around yourself. And at first have the feeling of the eyes being carried. That maybe the head and neck are turning, the shoulders, the hips, the feet. And the eyes are just being brought along. Okay, and then try a little experiment like you turn to the right maybe half as far as you could and then send your eyes only back to the middle. Back to the right again to line up with your head, back to the middle, and then carry everything to the middle and over to the left, and take the eyes to the middle, back to the left, okay, and then Bring everything to the middle and start to walk around a little bit. As you walk, just see if you can notice how you use your head and eyes. When are the eyes being carried with the head and are there any movements that seem independent? And what if you were, say, out on a, a busier street, on a sidewalk or something? Just imagine that you would need to track a lot of things with your eyes. How would the eyes in the head and neck cooperate to keep track of things and, and then also to maintain your balance? Okay, and that'll do it for the lesson for today.